praise the Lord and welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. I'm a little under the weather. My voice is a little uh, gruff, but I'm here uh, on this wonderful, beautiful Wednesday. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry that serves the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We're now broadcasting to over 23 different countries and provinces. So wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, I welcome you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to begin this morning uh, by praying. People have been writing in saying, I don't really know how to pray for the lost. I don't know how to pray for people I don't know. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer this morning um, that may enlighten you. Uh, Let's begin. Father, it is written in your word, first of all, then I abolish and urge that petitions of prayer and intercessions and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all mankind. You can find that in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, Father, we bring the lost of this world on this day every man, every woman, and every child from here to the farthest corners of this planet, and we bring them before you. As we intercede, we use our faith, believing that thousands this day have the opportunity to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. For everyone who has that opportunity, Satan, we bind your blinding spirit of the Antichrist and loose you from your assignment against those who have that opportunity to make Jesus Christ their Lord. We ask, Lord, of the harvest to thrust the perfect laborers across these lives this day to share the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in a very special way so that they will listen and that they would understand it. We believe that they will not be able to resist the wooing of the Holy Spirit for you. Father, bring them to repentance by your goodness and in your love. We confess that we shall see who have never been told of Jesus Christ. They will be placed before our path. They shall understand who have never heard of Jesus Christ. And they shall come out of the snare of the devil who has held them captive. They shall open their eyes and they shall turn from the darkness unto the light, from the power of Satan to you, O God they shall come. In in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Today, most of us have learned throughout our lives in our Bible study that we've been in that the Bible teaches us mainly about two things. The first is our relationship with our Father, our Heavenly Father, our God. And the second is our relationship with one another. Both, very important. Every book in the Bible deals with these two types of relationships. Almost everything that I talk about from uh, for, on the broadcast today concerns our relationship with God. That That is a good thing to talk about, I think. Today though I want to begin this new series concerning our relationship with ourselves and with others, I think that we can hold here and and deal with our relationship with God. This is an eight-part series, 
that we will be doing. Um, and I, th- I hope you will enjoy it. First off, we're going to go to James, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. James 1, 17 and 18. Give you a second. Should have your Bibles ready. And if you don't have a Bible available, you know we have Bibles uh, that we have on the on the broadcast. If you go into our little store, you can buy them. Um, we just sell them for what we pay for them. James chapter one, verse seventeen and eighteen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Some The New International says creation. That we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creation. James, Jesus' half-brother, wrote this. Very quickly, in his writings, he begins to talk about who we are. He begins by stating every perfect gift is from above, from God, and one who created light, and from the one who can never change. Now, James is setting up his next statement in this verse. In, in, In the very next verse, James says, God brought us to life by his word. And we became his most precious possession, his most precious possession. In two verses, James tells you who you are and where you came from. God brought you into this world. It doesn't matter what the earthly circumstances of your birth were. You were not a mistake. You were not an accident. God put you right where you are for his very purpose. God brought you into this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's where you came from. The Bible says that you are a perfect gift from above. That cannot change. There's no variables or shadow of turning about that. You are the most prized possession of Almighty God. You are the apple of God's eye. That's who you are today. Somebody say, I know who I am. Amen. Somebody shout it out. I know who I am. Then James goes on to say that. It is not good enough to hear who we are, but we must become who we were born to be, who we were born to be. James chapter 1, verse 22 and 25, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself. And goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of person he is, or he was, or she was, I'm paraphrasing. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgettable hearing, or hearer, but a doer of the work, this man, or this woman, paraphrasing again, shall be blessed in their deeds. There's a lot of a lot to swallow in those four verses. A lot. James makes it easy for us to understand, though he compares it to looking in the mirror. How many of you like to look in the mirror 
Don't raise your hand. <laughs> the mirror doesn't lie. It tells us the truth. I tell people often, if you want to see the demon, look in the mirror. Because many times the demon of alcohol or the demon of drug abuse or or, or the demon of pornography or, or battering comes from the person that you see in the mirror. So the mirror doesn't lie. It tells the truth every single time. I liked the mirror a lot more when I was 25 than I do today, though. I looked in the mirror a lot in those days. You know, I did my hair, shaved, brushed my teeth, tied my tie. And then I stepped back to admire the beautiful sight. Just kidding. I'm just kidding there. Then I walked away and came back five minutes later to make sure everything was right. Like the mirror was lying to me or something. Don't laugh at me. You know exactly what I'm talking about here. Some of you go back to the mirror seven, eight, nine times, ten times before you leave the house. It is like you forgot what you looked like ten minutes earlier. And that is exactly James's point. In James chapter 1, 23 and 24, For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer of the word, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of person he was, or she was. The reason that some of us struggle so much in our relationship is because we forget who we are. I mean, I can preach to you about being the prize of God's possession till I'm blue in the face. You can hear me and agree with me all day long. But if you forget who you are between now and Sunday, when the enemy starts messing with you, and he will, it is not going to do anyone any good. James says, some of us are like that person who constantly has to look in the mirror to make sure they are good enough. You know what your problem is today? Some of you have forgotten what you look like. Some of you have forgotten who your father is. Some of you don't remember where you came from. You came from God. Hallelujah. And it's time for somebody to go beyond the hearing and start believing. It's time for somebody to start becoming who you are in Christ Jesus. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout amen there. In verse 25, James chapter 1, verse 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, they being not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this person shall be blessed in his, his or her deeds. Understand I'm paraphrasing. James said, don't look in the mirror. Look at the word. Look in the word of God. For the word is your mirror. Take it to the next level. Don't just hear the preacher, but believe him and put it into action. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the crown of his creation. You are not an accident. God didn't make any mistakes. You are a perfect gift of God. And Satan has no power over you. The enemy can't mess with you unless you let him. In other words, the devil can only try. But if you don't let him in, if you have that, that hedge of protection that God provides, the devil can't touch you. Can I get a witness in the house? On the broadcast, just, you know, I can't see you, but you can lift your hands to heaven 
and say amen. Since you are a perfect gift from God, it is important to understand that you are unique. There's not anybody else like you in this entire world. David said in Psalms 139, 14 and 16, I will praise you for I am fearfully wonderful made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I made it secret and skillful, wrought into the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Glory to God. See, God knows every part of you. Everything about you was recorded while you were in the womb. Not only are you unique in creation, you are here in a unique purpose, the purpose of God. God has a unique purpose for your life. Nobody can take your place. You are unique. Nobody can talk like you talk. You are unique. Nobody can sing like you sing. You are unique. In Isaiah 43, verse 6 and 7, Isaiah 43, verse 6 and 7, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Every one that is called by my name, for I have created him or her for my glory. I have formed them, yea, I have made them. We were created for the glory of Almighty God. God's glory is the beauty and the power of His Spirit. We were created then to show God's glory, His beauty, and His power to all the earth. That is our purpose. We are earthly vessels that contain His glory. We reveal His glory to this world through our unique abilities through our unique characteristics that were given to us by God. In other words, I can't sing like you sing. You may reveal God's glory through song, the beauty of music. For all are unique in that way. I try to reveal God's glory through the spoken word. And there are many ways that each one of us can show God's glory to this world. The love we have for one another, the compassion, the humility, the, the servanthood. Another way that we can all show God's glory is by our testimony, by your testimony, our witness of God. Your personality is unique, so your testimony should be unique as well. You don't have to do it like your, your local pastor or preacher, but you do have to do it. You, you are called to be a witness. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. So we, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and supposedly a holy nation. We got it right there as a peculiar people, that's for sure. 
We are called to show people how he called us out of the darkness. We can't hide from our light. Nobody else can reach the people that you are called to reach because you and you are unique. There are a lot of people that will listen to our testimony and listen to your testimony. How God has taken you from the darkness into the light. How God has changed your life. But they won't listen to my testimony and they won't listen to to someone else's testimony. They want to hear your testimony because we're not where you are. You may be in Korea. You may be in, in the Soviet Union. You may be in Israel. You may, no matter where you are around this world. India, wherever, nobody else goes where you go. Nobody else works where you work. Nobody else has the friends that you have. Listen now. Pick up the phone and call someone and talk to them about what God has done for you. Don't be pushy. Just tell them your testimony. This is what God has done for me. And God could do it for you. Nobody else can witness like you can witness. God had given you a unique ability to reach the people in your life, in your circle of relationships. If you don't reach those people, who will reach them? You're the only one who can reach them because you are unique. Hallelujah. God placed you where you are for a purpose. And I can't take your place <coughs> and you can't take my place because you're unique. We are each unique in God. When I look at my own kids, my own children, they had every opportunity to come to the Lord. Yet they're so different, so unique. As much as they look like me or my, my image or their mother's image, God has also made them in his image. In the image of God, he made them. As much as one wants to be like the other, they can never be because God has already made them perfectly unique. He has his own personality. He has his own smile. He has his own frown. And it is the same way for each of us. My children, Ron and Stephen, they have unique lives, different from one another. But yet God made them that, that way and he understands their differences. In Matthew 25, 15, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several uh, ability, and straightway took their journey. So you don't be jealous of the talents that somebody else has. God made them that way. And if you will use what God has given you, the talent God has given you, he will bless you with more. Remember what the text said, James 1, 25. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this person shall be blessed in their deeds. I paraphrased. If you start doing what God has created you to do, you will be blessed. I wonder out there, can I get a witness on this broadcast somewhere? I mean, like I said, I can't see it, but throw your hands to heaven and shout amen. So God made each of us unique, and God loves us that way. His love is unconditional, unconditional. 
In John chapter 3, verse 16. You all know it. You've learned it in Sunday school all your life. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that's us, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to make a t-shirt. You know, we do embroidery. We're going to we're going to make a, Judy and I will make a t-shirt that says, I'm the whosoever God speaks of. <coughs> whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God, God's love for you is unconditional. We are an object of his affection. I didn't say that God loves it when you mess up and sin, but his love for you is unconditional. I mean, it wouldn't hurt in many of the families to have unconditional love for one another. I know you've heard this before. The important thing today is to remember what I am telling you that is what it really means to understand yourself. Remember where you came from. Don't forget who you are when you leave the house today. Our problem is that we forget who we are. We forget where we came from. We forget what our purpose in this life is. Do you know who you are today? The reason people backslide is because they forget who they really are. The prodigal son took his inheritance and left his family and home behind. He erased the memory of his past. He became somebody that he was not. Instead of staying true to who he was, the Bible actually says that he joined himself to a citizen of another country. He forgot who he was and became another person living a life he did not know. And after a time of living like that, and when his money was all gone, the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 17, Luke 15, 17, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. When he came to himself, one day he woke up. <coughs> Excuse me. One morning, he remembered who he used to be. He remembered where he came from. He remembered who his father was. Oh, does anybody remember who your daddy is today? Your heavenly father. Do you know who you are? It dawned on the prodigal that he needed to go back home, even if it had to be as a servant. So he heads back home to his father. And in Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15, verse 20 and 24. And he arose, came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and now is found and they began to be merry and joyful. You might not think you are worthy to be called a child of God today. But if you will just give God a chance, if you will just give God a chance, he will bring out his very best robes for you. He will bring out the fatted calf for you. He will throw a grand celebration 
for you because you are one of his. A child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he loves you more than anything else. Do you remember who you are today? Do you remember when God baptized you with the Holy Ghost and the fire? Do you remember when you took on his name at baptism? You've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. You are not your own. He is Abba, Father, to you. And it's time for somebody to start being who God has called him to be this night. I wonder, have you been far from God? Has life led you astray away from the Father? Is it time? Do you believe it's time? I hear I hear people saying to me all the time, I need Jesus back in my life. But they just can't seem to get there. I'm wondering today if we could set a goal between now and Sunday. That's, that's four days from now. In those four days, can you speak? to four people about Jesus Christ. Let's set that goal. Can you speak to four people about Jesus Christ? Give them your testimony. Don't preach at them. Don't preach at them. Speak and witness of your life and what God has done to you, for you. Let's set that goal. And then I want you to remember this short prayer. Let's bow our heads. Father, it is written in your word that if I confess my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Therefore, God, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. I make him the Lord of my life right now. And I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and I renounce my past life. No matter how bad it might have been. God sees you as the prodigal son or daughter. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of all my sin. Jesus is my Lord, and I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. Now all things become new in Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. Sometimes we need to go back and just pray and repent. You know, we don't know what we've said or what we've done that might have harmed someone, set them away. So we, we, we go to God in prayer, even those that are, are saved. Go to God each day and pray repentance. <coughs> Confess. I've sinned, Lord. I don't know who I might have harmed with my words. But if I've harmed any, may they forgive me as I forgive others. Isn't that what the Lord's Prayer is all about? I hope and I pray for each of you each day. I look at the number who have listened to this sermon, and I pray for them each that Jesus will help them be that witness that God wants them to be. I pray for you and for you and for you and for all of you. Because we need to join together to save the lost of this country and around the world.
with that, I wish you a blessed day and the peace that God provides. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back on the Sabbath day. God bless.